Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Mary Logue, author of the new book, The Strill, A Deadwood Mystery. Mary is the author of 13 mystery novels, including nine novels in the Claire Watkins series. Mary, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's, it's really a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So I understand that you have a poem that you would like to read to us at the beginning here. Yes, I, I'm a stealth poet, I call myself. I, no matter why I'm asked to come and do something, I love to sneak some poetry into it. This is from my latest book, Heartwood, that came out last year. Uh, it's my fifth book of poetry. And this is a very short poem, very short, even though it's called Long Winter. I write to sing in a slight voice. The trees are still here under snow, and I know they have leaves inside their branches. That's it. That's that's great. Well, <laughs> um, that thank you for doing that. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your new novel, The Strill, a Deadwood Mystery, how would you describe the novel? Well, um, it's a historical mystery. The main character is an Irish, young Irish girl uh, who's an immigrant from, uh, from Ireland. It's set in the 1880s, uh, and uh, she traverses a good chunk of the United States and ends up in Deadwood uh, to, to jo- rejoin her brother. And then things happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write the Streel, a Deadwood mystery? Absolutely. Um, you know, again, I, I'm, I've written a lot of books, um, not just mysteries. Um, and one of the books I was fortunate enough to get a grant to write from the Minnesota Historical Society was a book on my grandmother. And it's called Halfway Home. My grandma was, uh, Grandma Kerwin was, um, raised in a little teeny town called Chicago, Minnesota. And uh, she was the postmistress of that tiny town, and she raised five children on her own when her husband died. Um, it and she, uh, I knew her, but not very well. And she was uh, of Irish descent, and on both sides. And when I did research, I found out a lot about my Irish ancestry. Um, I actually was able to find on the manifest the uh, my ancestors coming over from Ireland which just made it seem so much more real. And um, I just realized two things writing, writing the book on my grandmother. I realized, um, well, actually, I realized three things. <laughs> One was that I adored doing research. The other was that I felt like the Irish immigration, not, not that it's been neglected, but that there could be more to say about it. And was just kind of fascinated by what it must have been like for them to come to America at that time. And, um, and the third thing was, interestingly, that, um, that I realized how Irish I am and that I actually have Gaelic Irish words in my vocabulary that I did not realize. One of those words being the streel. That's interesting. Well, as you just mentioned, your mystery is set in the 1880s in Deadwood, South Dakota. What kind of research did you do while you were working on the novel? 
Again, um, I loved doing the research for this. In fact, I often had to haul myself away from it and say, okay, it's time to start writing. But um, I did all sorts of different levels. I did, I read diaries from the time period by women, especially, um, said that were living in Deadwood at that time. I did a lot of technical research, even on the mining that was going on. I went to Deadwood a number of times. And then I also read books that uh, Bridget, my main character, would have read that were published at the time. And I also read Irish books that came out, pardon me, during this time period because I, I just wanted to have that, uh, that Irish voice in my head when I was writing. So what was your original writing journey that led you to writing and getting your first novel published? <laughs> You know, uh, I don't know how far back we want to go, but um, I was always just a super avid, avid reader. And just, uh, but I didn't, when I was young, even into my teens, I didn't really realize you could be a writer. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it seemed so far off and I didn't know any writers. So it was just, it was just kind of off in the distance. And so when I went to I went to the University of Minnesota and got a degree in French and English and I thought I would be a translator. And in fact, I've translated many children's books in from French into English, which is I just enjoy translation so much. But um but as I was doing that, I was started to do some of my own writing and um I started out with poetry. I wrote a lot of journalism. Um, I worked, uh, I moved to New York uh, from Minnesota and, and worked on the Village Voice and worked for Simon & Schuster. So I learned a lot about publishing too. <laughs> and um, interestingly enough, my first novel, which was set in Minnesota um, and called Red Lake of the Heart, was written in New York City. And I think a lot of it had to do with kind of kind of homesickness in a way. I I loved New York, but I really missed Minnesota. That's interesting. So <laughs> what is it about mystery novels that appealed to you as a writer? Well, I'll tell you, this is a uh, kind of a funny story. So I'm living in New York and I finished a novel called uh, Designing Women. And it was before, um, the TV show mm-hmm. came out called Designing Women. Right. And um, and it was set on the West Bank in Minnesota, on the West Bank of the Mississippi, and involved uh, waitresses and bass players, <laughs> <laughs> which I knew a lot about both of those subjects. And um, and I sent it around to some publishers because I had, I had some nice connections in New York. And I got back the same response, which was great characters, wonderful dialogue. There doesn't seem to be a plot. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, um, you know, I sh- maybe I should write a mystery because I, I have always loved them. Um, my mom was an avid mystery reader and, and I kind of fell in line there. And I thought if I need, if that's what I'm not getting, if that's the problem with my writing at the moment, then let's go after it. And so I wrote my first mystery and that was Red Lake of the Heart. And that was the first book I got published. So what was your writing process when you were working on the Streel 
Did you outline the novel extensively or just dive into the narrative? And I'm curious, is your writing process the same from novel to novel? Hmm, that That is an interesting question. I think it's basically the same, but, you know, different books require different things. I tend to be a linear writer. I know some people are what I would call patchwork, where they write scenes, you kind of put them together, but I do... You know, I just feel like the beginning of a book is so important. I usually think about a book for about a year before I start writing it, which doesn't mean I'm not writing at the same time. I might be finishing up the book before it, but but uh, I'm a planner, and so I'm often thinking ahead to, like, even with the Streel, now I've I've finished the second book in this, this is going to be a series, and I'm already thinking about the third book. And what what happens is I just bubble it over in my head. I do a lot of walking with my dogs, and I do a lot of thinking and thinking. I get phrases. I figure out the opening. I think I know the ending. But I don't write anything down. I just kind of let it – I always feel like I'm kind of panning for gold because <laughs> I – the dreck, when I just let things kind of simmer in my head, the dreck kind of seems to fall away. And what really stays with me um, is what I I can use and what's important and what's the gold. And so um, then by the time I sit down to write it, I know quite a bit about it. Um, I did. Tr- I have tried to outline, but it doesn't seem to work for me very well because um, – what happens is after I go about four chapters following my outline, things start to change. <laughs> and so what I've learned is I tend to outline about four chapters at a time so that I, so that I, I have the flexibility to really feel where the book is going. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. So yeah. are you working on that third novel in the series now? Yes, in my head. In your head. <laughs> it's going to be set in Salt Lake City, so I just got a copy of the Book of the Mormon. And it's a really interesting time period because it's right when um, polygamy was coming under uh, assault. And so I, I just think it's going to be fascinating to do the research that I get to do for this this next book. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really seeing it yeah, again. And I've written nothing down on paper at all, but I really see it as more of an Agatha Christie, five people. You know, the husband <laughs> has five wives and somehow he goes he goes and gets dad killed. <laughs> and um and so we have to figure out who did it. I, I haven't written that kind of book before, and I'm really looking forward to it. That sounds great. Well, well, given your journey as a writer, as you explained, um, including poetry and you working at The Village Voice and um, writing uh, mystery novels, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Well, a couple of things. Um, one thing I'm always, you know, I I teach a class. Uh, I teach. I've taught at Hamlin University and also at the U of Minnesota, University of Minnesota. And I taught a class called the Business of Being a Writer. And one of the things that I um, really have emphasized in the class is the beginning of a book. I'm really. Uh, I'm also now that I have gotten 
plot under my belt. I'm, I have a lot to say about plot, but, but also really think about your title. Uh, those, as I often say, might be the only words a person will ever read of your book. And so make sure they're good and make sure they pull the reader into the book. Um, second, really pay attention to your first sentence. Really pay attention to your first paragraph. Really pay attention to your first page. Really pay attention to your first chapter. Because everyone that reads it will read it in basically that order. And if you want to get an editor, if you want to you know, get an agent and, and have it published, you need to hook them right away. So, um, you know, I'm really thoughtful about how I open, how I, how I introduce the reader to the world that they're about to enter. I'm curious about plot because you, you talked about that mm-hmm. earlier and you had this novel that you sent around to publishers and uh, the feedback that you received was that it did not have a plot. What did you do to learn to plot? Well, again, you know, I've actually kind of, I really have kind of a a stylized thing I think about now, which is the main thing that I I realized more and more was your main character needs to want something. It can be to solve a mystery. It can be to get the cute guy to fall in love with them. It can be to save the world. Whatever they want that's the driver in your book and 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 so the other thing that i'm really conscious of is whatever they want cannot be easy to get so we have that's where we have suspense that's where we have the pull that brings the reader through the book will they get what they want um i think it's kind of that basic um and and sometimes it can seem almost too simple but um and and what they want can change so much and sometimes they cannot get what they want even in a book but but you ha- that is the dr- the driving force that should be through your book so what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed well you know i was thinking you might ask me that and i'm really <laughs> I, I actually went to the library the other day to kind of stock up on books over the christmas holiday because if i don't have a good book to read i i feel really lost so um i'm really excited because i found out Minette Walters is one of my favorite writers she's a british mystery writer and uh she wrote the sculptress and some other books that have done really well um, she really knows plot inside and out. Uh, and she, I just found out that she wrote a series or at least two books, uh, set in early, early, uh, England around the black plague. And I thought how weird and eerie to, you know, and fortuitous to sure. be that these books have come out during this weird time period we're in. And so I haven't cracked it yet, but I have enjoyed so much her work before. So I'm really, really, it's kind of a gift to myself for Christmas. So <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novels? Well, you know, I am kind of splattered all over. I did have a website <laughs> for a while, <laughs> and um, but it, it got taken over so that when you went to go to Mary Logue, what you found was how to order Viagra. And oh. um, 
yeah, that that just happened. <laughs> so unfortunately, uh, my website is no longer. But there is a lot of information. If they just Google Mary Logue, they'll get a lot of information about me. Most of it true. That's great. Well, again, we've been <laughs> speaking with Mary Logue, author of the new novel. The Strill, A Deadwood Mystery. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy from your local independent bookstore. And Mary, thanks for doing this interview. Well, I appreciate it so much, Jeff, and, and happy holidays to everybody. Thank you. Uh-huh.